mother-in-law with bad credit as authorized user on our credit card. Welcome where we help people get out of debt. So my mother-in-law approached us the other day asking if we can put her as an authorized user on our credit card so she can build her credit. She has a recent bankruptcy and horrible credit, whereas our credit score is 800 plus. She won't actually be using the card, nor have access to it. It will come to us. She just wants us to add her so she can piggyback off our good credit and hopefully boost hers in the meantime. My question is, would this have any negative impact to us and our credit? I initially told my wife as long as she does not have physical access to the card or uses it, and if it doesn't have any negative ramifications for us, then I don't mind. Can anyone confirm that if we do this, we will have no negative ramifications to our credit or anything? In the grand scheme of things, the, like the like the thing is, the problem with doing this is that having this sort of game plan really is only worth it if she was like a young individual who basically had no credit history. The problem with her is that she has bad credit with a long history. And so I have this uh, article from CNBC that actually breaks this down really well, right? So does being an authorized user on someone else's credit card actually build your credit score? So let's actually get into it. How being an authorized user can influence your credit score. An authorized user can piggyback off the good credit history of the primary cardholder. If the primary cardholder has a long history of making their payments on time and in full, the authorized user should see that positive history reflected on their own credit report. According to a 2018 study, Done by Credit Sesame, people who had a fair credit score saw their credit score improve nearly 11% just three months after becoming an authorized user on someone's credit card. However, not all credit card issuers report authorized user accounts to the credit bureaus. So Experian, TransUnion, or Equifax, so you should check with your card issuer. And the different credit scoring models, FICO and VantageScore, differ in how they weigh and authorize users' information, explains Rod Griffin, Senior Director of Public Education and Advocacy for Experian. So this is the main thing, right? The amount of influence a primary cardholder's credit history has on the authorized user's credit history depends on a variety of factors, says Matt Scholz, chief credit analyst at the Lending Tree. Scholz knows that if you're young and have little or no credit history, being an authorized user can have a big effect on your credit score because it will be the foundation of your credit history. However, if you have poor credit history, being an authorized user on someone's credit card will have less of an effect because you already have a lengthy credit history. Like, this is the problem. The biggest problem with this kind of like game plan is that it basically has really not much any value. 
right? Like there's really not much point in doing it, right? So for example, Mackenzie Stewart, a personal finance blogger at Life at 23K, was an authorized user on both her parents' credit cards. She saw her mother's credit history appear on her credit report when she was a teenager, noticing that her credit score was around a 550 despite having no credit history of her own. My mom had decided to put me on one of her cards to start building my credit history, Stewart said. That was still skin in the game that allowed me to have access to things I didn't have access to before. So the risk of being an authorized user. However, if you become an authorized user on someone else's credit card or plan on adding someone as an authorized user, you should be aware that some credit bureaus include the primary cardholder's negative payment history and credit utilization ratio on the authorized user's credit report. Stewart saw both the negative and positive effects of being an authorized user on her parents' credit card accounts. When she was an authorized user on her father's care credit card, a card used to pay off medical treatments and procedures, she saw frequent fluctuations in her credit score. When her father increased or decreased the line of credit on his card, his credit utilization ratio would fluctuate and so would hers. While parents may be acting with good intentions when making their children authorized users on their card, both the parent and child's spending behavior could have negative effects on both of their credit scores. So according to Scholes, making someone an authorized user on a credit card does not mean that you have to give the user the credit card, which is basically their idea, right? So if you make somebody an authorized user on a credit card account, you don't actually have to give them access to the card. A lot of parents will add their kids to the account and never give their cards the card and never tell them that they've been added, Scholes said. So that's kind of the way of giving your kid a boost without the added pressure of seeing all that extra credit and wanting to go on a spending spree. Scholes also notes that when primary cardholders remove an authorized user on their card, the primary cardholder's credit history will no longer influence the authorized user's credit history. This means you can erase both poor credit history and positive credit history on an authorized user's credit report by removing them. Listen. So I thought that would be a this was like a worthwhile thing to share, right? Because the main thing is is that this is a situation where does the risk outweigh the reward? And the reward is practically nothing, right? So that's something to think about. Not to mention how much information are you willing to give to your mother in law about your credit information. But let's see some of the comments on this. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a debt, go down below and learn how we got out of debt and grew our net worth. Feel free to submit your own personal finance questions or comments at 40 So this person says, so long as she has no access, it won't affect your credit in the least. The question is whether you trust her. Many institutions would directly send her a card as an authorized user if she asked, and the card company would not consider charges made by her as fraud because she's on the account. And this is the thing, like, how much do you trust your mother-in-law? So this person says, 
We added my son as an authorized user on our USAA credit, and then he moved out and got a checking and savings account through USAA. At that point, he could see the amount of our credit usage, and he wasn't comfortable with that, so asked to be removed. To point, some credit companies allow visibility for authorized users that you might not expect. Basically saying, your authorized user, aka your mother-in-law, might be able to see way too much information than what you're actually comfortable with. Because, for example, let's say that she has a really bad spending habit, which she does, because of her track record, and she sees that, oh, my son-in-law, my daughter, oh, they have a credit limit of like 40 grand? I could spend money, and it won't even matter. That's something you got to worry about. Let's see, American Express lets you set a per card limit right on the website. I don't think any other credit card has this feature. That's interesting. If it were me, I'd set the home mailing address to my house and not tell her what bank the credit card is in. The way the card gets mailed to me, I and I immediately cut it up. The only way mother-in-law could get a new one would be by calling bank after bank asking if she is an account holder to find out where the card is. If it's a struggle with overspending, I'd say go for it. If it's a gambling drug addiction, they might resort to any means possible to get the card, and I'd pass. And that's a pretty good point. That's a really good point, you know? For a second, I thought this was the what could go wrong subreddit. (laughs) No negative impact to you on the credit side, but she would be authorized to make purchases and is not responsible for paying the charges. Like, that's the thing that people need to understand, right? There's always a risk to these types of things. You're trying to game this, like, you're trying to game this system without really much benefit. Because, again, like I mentioned earlier, her credit history is just so bad that you're barely really going to get any benefit with this, right? The best thing for her is to really just try to make more money and save as much money as possible, like, and literally start using cash. So let's see. Be careful with this. My wife wanted all the kids to start off life with decent credit. So she made them authorized users on her Amex card. The oldest racked up like 4K in charges, buying crap, and won't pay it back. Well, that's a pretty crappy kid, to be frank. (laughs) Your mother-in-law approached you the other day and asked if you want to have a future argument with your wife. Agree, depending on what happened to Tank Mother-in-Law's credit, I added somebody as an authorized user and then thought better of it and never handed over the card. The bump in credit score allowed that person to get more credit, which was then used irresponsibly. Now they are in even bigger debt. It was a mistake. See, that's the thing, right? The problem is I don't think the mother-in-law's changed her habits basically at all, right? 
Let's see. Simple life advice. Don't do anything financial with family. She has bad credit for a reason. She can fix that mess herself. Let's see. Yep, it's a really bad idea to mix finances and family up. I've had to build my credit after an ex ruined mine. I didn't realize he had opened accounts in my name. I was young and dumb. I worked really hard and fixed it in a few years. Your mother-in-law can do the same. I was in my early 20s and managed it. She's a full adult, so she can fix her own mistakes. So this is the thing. Just be very careful. And like, here's the thing. If I were in this situation and say if I was married and my wife were to like ask me if we should do this, I would tell her, I don't think this is really a good idea because your mother got into this situation for a reason. Why did she get into this situation? Has she remedied that situation, as in stopped the bad habits. If not, then we can't really help her. If she did, then what we could do would basically help her by teaching her how to truly use credit, like how to actually spend money, right? But the problem is, right, when someone has such, let's see, when someone has such bad credit, right, where she goes basically horrible credit and basically a bankruptcy, meaning they're really, really bad with managing money, you can't enable a person like that financially, right? They have to really go through, like, a waterfall of, like, lesson beating to really understand the proper way to actually live their life financially. Because this type of individual that goes through this sort of thing cannot have a credit card on them, right? Like they simply cannot have a credit card on them. So in reality, if this was my situation, I would basically tell the mother-in-law, we have to cut up your credit cards and you have to use cash only. You have to completely get rid of your credit cards, all credit cards, even your debit card, and just use cash because this individual is so irresponsible with their money that they had to go through bankruptcy and they also have horrible credit, right? That's the route that I would take. More go through like a teaching process, but then also like basically, well, like I'd make sure financially speaking that they're not really hurting, right? Like if she needs groceries, we'll get her groceries, that type of thing. But I wouldn't just give her money and I would have to basically teach her that she can't use a card at all, ever, right? Like, if she's very serious about, like, fixing her financial situation, she 
cannot have a card.